Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Tonight I have the message for all of you, the message about revival. And I believe that if you listen to this message carefully, it will change your life. In the past 10 years, I have been more and more convinced that the local church needs to stay in revival. The local church should have revival. We don't have to wait for an evangelist to come to the church. We can have revival in the church on a regular basis. I am more convinced than any time in my life that the church needs the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And no one will change my mind. No horse, no elephant, no rich people going to change the mind of Pastor Lau. I believe with all my heart that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ needs to stay in the glory of God. So it's my job to educate you why we need to be in the file of God, why we need to be in the glory of God all the days of our life until Jesus comes back. And Jesus will come back for the glorious church or the church that is full of his glory. Jesus would not come back for the church that is like a harlot, like a prostitute that is lukewarm and love the world more than him. He comes back for the church that totally fall in love with him. Amen. Father, I pray, Lord, that the preaching tonight will be inspired by your Holy Spirit. And you will speak to your people by your Spirit. Open their spiritual eyes to understand the importance of your glory. The importance of your Holy Spirit. Importance of staying in the file of God all the days of our life, Father. Lord, I promise you that as long as I live and as long as I pastor this church, I will never forsake you. I will continue to honor your Holy Spirit. The fire of revival will be in the church all the days of my life, Father. And your people will be changed from glory to glory to glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Tonight, again, I would like to talk about revival. When we talk about revival, we are not talking about having a big meeting with thousands of people show up. Revival can be with 50 people, five people. One time I have revival with myself at the dining table, my own revival. I was sitting, eating dinner at my house, Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I could not eat dinner. I got drunk. I was on the floor. I was laughing, drunk in the Holy Spirit for a long time. Revival can happen with one person, with five people, with 50 people, and it happened in the book of Acts, 120 people. Revival is not about jumping up and down, having a good song, and singing, and happy, happy time. Revival is not just about having a meeting and having a happy time. A lot of people misunderstand the word revival. Revival will not happen unless God himself, the Holy Spirit, shows up. Shows up in a tangible way to touch life. And God wants all of us to enter into revival, to stay in revival, to stay in the glory of God. I pray that I can convince you by the Holy Spirit that you will not take the glory of God and the fire of God in the church for granted and kind of have a complacent spirit and just sit and say, who cares? I have seen this. I have heard about this for a long time. I pray that you will not have that kind of attitude. But you're going to be having an attitude of pressing in and want to be touched by the glory. 
you want to be changed by the fire of God all the days of your life. You're going to go higher and higher and become more and more like Christ. Become hungry for the things of God all the days of your life. Revival has ingredients. If you want to stay in revival or you want to enter into revival, you need to have ingredients. Like when you cook cakes, you have ingredients. And that ingredients have two parts. A lot of people believe that the move of God or the move of the file of God in the church is God's sovereign act. In other words, it is his business. It has nothing to do with human being. That is the big misunderstanding. Actually, revival or the move of God has both the sovereign act of God. God is doing something and we need to do something to get in, to plug in and receive the outpouring of the Spirit of God. We need to tap into the fire of God by faith, by hunger and by thirst. We make a choice to come and to be touched by God. We make a choice to be changed from glory to glory. God wants to move, but we need to move toward Him at the same time. God will not force you. God is a gentleman. He will not force you to enter into revival. Revival is not just a nice meeting. Having nice song, a special singer come up and sing nice song, when everyone is happy. But revival, in reality, is an upheaval. Revival is a battle. Revival is a warfare, upheaval, big change. When Jesus shows up, something happened. You know, when Jesus was walking on earth, he was a carrier of the file of God himself. He was a carrier of the thick anointing. Wherever he shows up, Something happened, upheaval, riot, or salvation, or miracles. One time when Jesus showed up, a multitude of swine ran into the cliff, into the water. In Luke chapter 8, verse 33, Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. When Jesus showed up, the roof was pulled out and somebody dropped down a paralytic man in a bed. Something happened. You need to repair your roof when Jesus showed up. When Jesus showed up, a paralytic walked. A woman who committed adultery, the, her sin was forgiven. People want to kill him. People want to push him out the cliff. Revival brings upheaval. Revival causes disturbance in the atmosphere, spiritual atmosphere. It's not just about another meeting on Friday night once a month, but it changes the spiritual climate of the church. It changes the spiritual climate of your house, of your own personal life, and your family, your marriage, your ministry, your worship manner. Everything in your life will be changed by revival. It's a spiritual warfare. It's not just about rocking a boat, but it's about turning the boat over, upside down. Something change happened in your life when you get into revival. And that's what happened to my life and Pastor Da. Our boat has been turned over 10 years ago, and it's still going on every single day. If you are asking for revival, do you know what you are asking for? It may mean closure of a local church. It may mean that somebody will put you in jail. When the Holy Spirit shows up and touches people, it's not going to be comfortable. When Holy Spirit moves tonight, I can guarantee a lot of you feel uncomfortable. If you have demon in the inside of you, that demon is going to tell you, run out through the back door right now and don't stay here. Revival brings disturbance, brings uncomfortable feeling. 
heat. When it's too hot, you want to run away. You don't want to be there. So revival bring exposure of sin in the church. Therefore, some members might leave the church. One time, revival happened in a local church in the south part of America, and suddenly, after a couple of weeks of revival meetings, all the elders of the church resign from eldership. This is not this church, okay? Another church. All the elders resign, come to the pastor and say, "We want to resign." And the pastor asks all these five elders, "Why do you want to resign?" They say, "Because I and my partner have been together without marriage for a long time. We never really got married. We just stay together. We just commit fornication. We never told you that we are not married." So all of them get conviction in the file of God. The sins are exposed in the church. People either repent or people leave the church. So I'm not surprised when the revival come. Some people are leaving the church because they cannot stand the file of God. They cannot stand the heat in the church. The heat come, then the cockroaches run around. When the fire come, the flies uh, come up and run around. If that flies do not repent, they have to leave the back door of the church. So revival will bring upheaval, will bring changes. It can shrink the church down for a bit, and then will grow back up again. Amen. If you want to stay in revival, you need to pay the price. I tell you, I have paid my price for the past 10 years. I have paid a lot of prices in the past 10 years. I chose to have the church with the Holy Spirit, even though we may not be famous, even though people may misunderstand us. But I chose the file of God Amen. and revival. <laughs> It's a price to pay. When I first entered Thailand with the file of God. Oh, I tell you, a lot of people were against me. They talk bad about me. They want to get rid of me, but I never gave up. It's a price to pay to stay in revival. If you want to stay in revival, you cannot be people pleaser. You cannot preach the message to please people. You need to preach the truth, because in revival, the Holy Spirit will break the chains of bondage. In revival, the fire of the Holy Spirit will set the captive free, will chase out demons from the church. God wants all of us to be the carrier of the fire of God to everywhere we go. Therefore, if we want to be in revival, we should not be people pleaser, and we should understand about the Holy Spirit, understand about how the anointing works in our life. And we don't need to copy somebody else. We need to know the anointing and work with the anointing. Amen. I want to share with you a few things about what really hinders revival, what hinders the move of God, what hinders the freedom of the Spirit of God to move in the church. The first thing that hinders revival is we call the spirit of control. If you manipulate people. If you work with the spirit of control, you cannot have revival. A lot of time, pastor like me like to control the situation, control the church, and want the church to go my way and the way I wanted. And then I start to manipulate people to do what I want. If I practice that kind of control, the Holy Spirit cannot work in the church. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to have freedom to work in people's life. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what you want here, I allow you to do it. I surrender to you. I'm not controlling you. I'm not manipulating you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But I'm gonna yield to what you tell me what to do, and I let you do what you want in this church, and I let God's people to have freedom. To do whatever you ask them, and you call them to do, spirit of control will quench the Holy Spirit, and that's what happened with the Pharisees and Sadducees. 
and the religious leader in Jesus' time, they were controlling, they were manipulating, they were using man's tricks to do things. They did not yield to the Holy Spirit. If you want revival, we need to let the anointing and the Spirit of God flow in the church. The second hindrance of revival is your association. You will lose the fire of God quickly if you associate with wrong people. If you hang out with people who always criticize the work of the Holy Spirit, always have doubt, always laugh at the things of God, eventually your faith will go down and you will not be able to maintain revival or go into revival. You need to be careful who you hang out with. I want to hang out with people who love to save souls. I want to hang out with people who love to see the captive set free. I want to hang out with people who love the Word of God, like to listen to the Word of God, read the Bible. I want to hang out with people who love the touch of the Holy Spirit so that I will maintain my revival. I maintain the Spirit of God on the inside of me. I have to be careful what kind of book I read. I have to be careful what kind of blog I read in the website because some blogs are nasty. They criticize, they attack the minister that move in the file of God. They ridicule and slander the minister of God who believe in the Holy Spirit. If you hang around with those kind of things, it will quench the Holy Spirit and the file of God on the inside of you. And that is the job of the devil. The devil wants to quench the file of God in the local church and in individuals. We, not, we should not let the devil quench the file of God on the inside of us. Sin is another thing that quenches the file of God. If you don't walk in repentance, you will quench the file of God pretty quickly. If you want to go on with your own sin, you don't care what God thinks. You may come here and get touched by the Holy Spirit tonight, get out of this building and go out and start to do the same thing again, gossiping, cheating, committing adultery, sexual immorality, watching pornography in the internet. Not very soon, the file of God in your life will be quenched. You cannot play with sin if you want to stay in revival. The spirit of complacency. Selah, selah. Whatever will be, will be. Complacency. That is a spirit in the Northwest here. Just take it easy. Don't have to be too hot for God. We'll quench the Holy Spirit. The cares of the world. Worry too much about money. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life. All these things will quench the fire of God quickly. If I become prideful and think that I can do everything for myself, I will quench the Holy Spirit very quickly. I need to be humble. I need to get rid of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and stay in the course of revival all the days of my life. The devil will do everything on earth here to discourage you, to distract you from staying in the file of God. What you need to do is to live a life of repentance. Stay away from bad association. Stay away from the bad website. Repent of your sin quickly. Don't love the world. Stir yourself up all the time to be on fire for God, to love God, to love the Word of God, and stay focused on the calling of God in your life. Because otherwise, hell will stop revival in your life very soon. He will throw different problems to, toward you. He will try to do everything to quench you. He will try to do everything to get rid of you from this church, not to stay in the church that believe in the file of God. Maybe anger, maybe bitterness. Maybe somebody in the church step on your toes and you say, I don't want to see that guy anymore in the church. I'm leaving. And you know, you miss a big part of Christian life because not every church believes in the file of God. Will you let little, little things torture you and distract you and discourage you to leave the, one of the most important things in your life that is the glory of the Lord in the church? Amen? If you want revival, 
you need to yield to the Holy Spirit. You need to repent. You need to surrender. Because revival is not a game. It is a war. Why is a war? Because when the Holy Spirit moves, something happens. Demons come out. People will be set free from bondage of religion, bondage of sin, bondage of tradition. People get saved. The devil doesn't like it. So he's going to fight and fight against those who bring the fire of God into the church. He will fight against the church that want to stay in revival. Therefore, revival and the fire of God is a serious business. It can be a mess. Everywhere Paul went, either revival or riots. If people responded to his message and the fire of God in his life, revival. But when people rejected and resisted the fire of God, riots happened. He was put in jail. He was beaten because in revival, there can be a mess. The devil hates you. I know the devil hates me because I never stopped spreading the file of God. No matter what happened, I've gone through so much in the past 10 years since 1997, since I moved in the file of God. The devil used every trick to stop me, to discourage me to stop having revival in the church and in the place that I have gone through because he doesn't want the file of God to touch people's life. Amen? Everyone say, revival, revival. is a war. Amen. When the revival happened in a city or a town, something happened and the devil will be defeated. Are you ready for the opposition? Are you ready for being ridiculed and rejected by people if you want to stay in revival? To be misunderstood by people. You can see the story in the Bible already. Everywhere Jesus went, there was an opposition. And you know who opposed him? The spirit of religion. Revival and religion are in opposition. You cannot have religion and revival at the same time. Either revival or the Holy Spirit or religious demons. The Pharisees have religious demons. They control. They hate Jesus. They hate the anointing in, the, in Jesus' life. They have the spirit of Antichrist, religious spirit. So everywhere Jesus went, they opposed him. They wanted to crucify him. He, they wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to throw him into the cliff. So if you want revival, you may lose your job in your denomination. If you want revival, you may lose contact in your own denomination. And that's happened to me already. When I entered revival a few years later, I was rejected by all the pastors in the same denomination. And I have to leave and lost all the friends except two in the whole denomination. People did not want to talk to me. They thought that I was crazy. They thought that I was out of mind. I lost all the friends. I lost all the contacts. And if I was a full-time pastor, I might have lost the pension in my denomination too. You see, revival can bring so much opposition against you. Are you ready to stay in revival? If you're ready, you need to learn that opposition will come against you. Because as you stay in revival, you're going to set people ablaze and on fire. Everywhere you go, change can happen. Amen? can be a big one or small one, but everywhere you go, the file of God on the inside of you is going to do something. Maybe people get saved, people get healed. Yesterday I received Facebook from Hawaii that a lady in our church received the file of God. She went to the hospital to visit a mother of her friend who was having severe lung infection to the point that the doctors say that this lady will die for sure. There's no way she's going to survive. Old lady with pneumonia. She went to the hospital and she had the file of God. She laid hand on this lady. And two days later, the lady came out from the hospital and the nurse said, this is a miracle. She got healed that day. And she was a student in this church and left this church with the file of God. 
if she realizes that she has the fire of God in her inside of her, she can do much more than that. You need to realize that the fire of God in your life will bring change, will set the captive free, will bring so many good things to people around you. Therefore, it's a privilege to be in a church with the fire of God because you will not be ordinary Christian anymore, but you will carry the power of the heaven on high. Amen? Are you willing to change your doctrine? Are you willing to say sorry to people around you that you have taught wrong doctrines about the Holy Spirit for a long time? Are you living in the fear of man or are you living in the fear of God? You cannot have revival if you walk in the fear of man. If you want revival, you need to press in to the move of God. Amen? Is it interesting that when Jesus was walking on earth, thousands and ten thousands of people follow him. Thousands of people get set free. Demon possessed, set free. People got healed. He fed 5,000 men and women. Can you imagine? People saw miracle after miracle. But why only 120 people were in the upper room to receive the file of God? Is it interesting? Where were those 10,000 people that followed Jesus? Where were they? Because these people did not press in. Jesus made announcement that wait in Jerusalem because I will pour out my spirit upon you. In Acts chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, even as they were looking at him, he was caught up and a cloud received and carried him away out of their sight. Jesus made an announcement. Can you imagine if you were 2,000 years ago with Jesus? When the Lord made that kind of announcement, what would you do? Would you stay waiting for the comforter to come? Would you stay in the upper room waiting for the file of God to come? The son of the living God say, don't leave the city, stay here, press in. But how many people were waiting? 120 people. Is it sad? Very sad. 10,000 people did not want the Holy Spirit. Only 120 people. You know why? Because the devil did not want people to receive the file of God. The devil will make those people busy, distracted, have things to do, and just, oh, too many days now we waited. We have the business to run. We have to leave here. We need to do something else. Don't wait in the upper room. Let's go home. Let's make phone call. Let's use the iPhone to call somebody. We have so many business to do. Don't wait in the upper room. But they forget that. If they get touched by the file of God, they will win souls. They will make disciples. They will be more effective for the kingdom of God. Why Jesus say, don't leave Jerusalem and get touched by the file of God in the early church. Why did he say that? Because he knew that it's not enough just to win soul and to come to church. But it's so important that the disciple or those who you save to come to the church must be, ch- be changed from glory to glory to glory to become more like him. He doesn't want you to be baby Christian forever. I have been Christian for more than 28 years now, almost 29 years. I have learned one thing. It's good to know the Word of God. It's good to study the Bible. But study the Bible alone will not change you that much. Actually, make you prideful. Have a big head. And your life is not changed. You need both. You need the Word and you need the touch of God. You need the fire of God to come in and burn you, to change you from glory to glory, to become like Christ. I believe that this word that Jesus said, if he said this in America, many Christians would not like it. He said, wait in Jerusalem. He said, wait in Jerusalem. We are living in a society that does not like the word wait. Drive through. I need a Coke. 
and I need a Big Mac. You pay five bucks. Two minutes later, you get the Coke and the Big Mac. You don't like to wait. When you want to see a TV channel, you pick up the remote control, click, and the channel change in one second. People don't like to wait, but revival is about waiting and pressing in. It's about being hungry. We need to learn how to wait on God. Separate yourself before the Lord. Come into the meeting and forget about something else. And if you wait and you press in and you call on heaven, the divine visitation will come. It took me a while to get into revival. Pastor Da and I, you don't have to spend so much money. You may complain tonight, oh, I have to drive in the rain. The traffic was bad. I have to spend five bucks for gas. Do you know when I start to get into revival, how much I have to pay? I have to fly to Orlando, to Tampa. I drove to Portland. I went to Palm Springs. I went back to Tampa, Florida two to three times a year, spend money in the hotel. I did not work for the whole week. I gave up my income and spent money. I went there with Pastor Da, pressed in, pressed in. The first few times, Pastor Da did not get anything much in the laying on of hand, but she kept going back. We kept going back. We spent money, thousand, ten thousand of dollars in order to get the file of God. But you come here, easy. You spend five bucks on the gas. You cannot complain. You don't have to fly like me. You don't have to miss your job for five days, seven days in order to get the file of God. You cannot complain at all because the file of God revival is about pressing in. Separate yourself, waiting on the Lord. Amen? It's interesting. Every time I fly to Bangkok, and I lay hand on people. At the end of the meeting, God touched me, and I got drunk so severely every time. You know why God told me, you give so much now, I want to bless you. I give, 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 lay hand, lay hand, 2,000 of people. At the end, I got drunk myself. And then God touched me, touched me, touched me, touched me. And God said, you give, I give back to you. You fly here, you give so much. It's about paying the price. It's about being hungry. Pressing in. Want to change. Amen. Acts chapter 2 verse 39 say, For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to and for you and your children and to and for all that are far away. To and for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. Come to himself. You need to go and approach God. And you are people who are far away from Jerusalem. You are in Seattle right now. Jesus made an announcement. I'm going away and I'm going to give you the comforter. I'm going to give you the file of God. Are you willing to wait in the upper room? Are you desperate enough to press in? I listened to a testimony of the brother of Pastor Rodney. I don't remember his first name, the same last name, Howard Brown. This man came to Florida and worked for Pastor Rodney. He got lay hand on. The file of God never touched him. And he kept going out to the prayer line. Keep going out. He said that about 100 times he got it. God tested him to see whether he would wait, he would press in, is he serious about this business, or he just come out to see, to try, and go back and say, I don't care anymore. God, you don't touch me the first time. I give up and I don't want anymore. You need to keep pressing in. You need to keep going back to the prayer line. I listened to another testimony of an evangelist that I know of. He went out to be prayed for. Many, many times, the Holy Spirit did not touch him. Nothing happened to him, but he never gave up. And one day, God touched him. If you have the attitude that, God, you didn't touch me the third time, Bye-bye. I'm not going to go back to the revival service anymore. I think it's a waste of my time. Definitely, you will not get anything. 
Because it's about waiting, it's about pressing in, it's about hunger, it's about never give up, it's about waiting and waiting and pressing in and pressing in until the fire of God comes down from heaven and touch you. Amen. It's about hunger. I just received the Facebook from Udon Rashatani, northeast of Thailand. A person Facebooked me, Pastor, I'm so hungry. I believe that when you come to Udon, you don't need to lay hand on me. You just walk by me. I'm gonna get drunk by the Holy Spirit. Wow, oh, that lady emailed me. I mean, Facebook me like that. I went and read it. I feel the Holy Spirit on the inside of me just stir up and say, "Wow, these people are really hungry for God. They are waiting." For the file of God to come to Thailand, I got a lot of Facebook lately from Thailand because they know they come. I'm coming. They all say, "When you gonna come? We're hungry. We want it now. Come and lay hand on us." People are hungry for the things of God. Amen. Amen. Press in, press in. Be hungry. Never give up. Amen. Be hungry for the move of God now. Hungry now, not yesterday. You need to be hungry every day. Be hungry for the touch of God all the time. Want God to touch you all the time, like people in the upper room. Amen. A lot of people don't like to wait. Jesus say, "Wait, can you wait for me for a couple hours, for an hour?" When he was praying in Gethsemane, are you will willing to wait for God to touch you? Are you pressing in? And want the things of God, Jesus said, "Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but carry away in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high." Why didn't most people in the church today get the Holy Spirit? Why only a handful of people in the church today are in revival? Why not millions of Christians are in revival and get touched by the fire of God? I think because they are too busy, because they are not hungry, because they think that they have it all and I don't need any more. When you think that you have it all, I know everything. I'm fine. I'm happy Christian. I'm gonna go to heaven anyway. I don't care. The world go to hell. I don't need more anointing. If you have that kind of attitude, definitely you don't want the fire of God, because you are not hungry for God. You need to come with the attitude. God, I'm hungry. I'm still far away from your glory, from your perfection. I don't have it all. I know that you are not the God who plays favorites. You touch that person not because you have favoritism. A lot of people think that the move of God is. Sovereign things of God. It's not about human. No, it's not that God loves one church more than another church. God loves everybody, but it's about how much hungry are you for the fire of God? How much you press in for the fire of God? Are you pressing in, or are you just complacent and say I don't care? Do you want to grow? Do you want to be on fire for God? Do you want to fall in love with Jesus more and more each day? Are you pressing in for the things of God, or you kind of lay back and say, "I don't care. I'm fine. I have a ticket to go to heaven." What kind of Christian you are? For me, I'm hungry. I want to change. I want more anointing. I want to become more like Christ. I want to be changed from glory to glory. I want God to touch me. I want God to anoint me. I want God to change my life. Amen. People say. Yeah, God move according to His timing, according to His sovereign decision. It's not about me. I want to tell you the truth. The move of God has already happened two thousand years ago. God already opened heaven in Acts chapter two, verses one to four. God already has poured out the Spirit two thousand years ago, and He has not stopped pouring out His Spirit to today. He has already moved on earth today, but. Are you ready to receive? Are you pressing in enough to receive? Are you hungry to receive? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit still happening all the time, everywhere on earth here, but it's about your heart. Do you want to be in revival? Do you want to be changed? When revival come, 
there would be physical signs and manifestation. Acts chapter 2 verse 6 say, And when this sound was heard, the multitude came together and they were astonished and bewildered because each one heard them. When revival comes, the meeting is not quiet. It would be heard. It would be loud. People may cry. People may laugh. People may shake. Demons come out from people. People get drunk. People may have all kinds of physical manifestations mentioned in the book of Acts chapter 2. And people will be marveled and amazed. What's going on here? Why this meeting is different? Why people have manifestation? People would be marveled when the Holy Spirit showed up. Amen. Even Apostle Peter say, they were not drunk with wine at this hour. They look like drunk people. They were controlled by the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing. The move of God will produce the same manifestation to every single generation and to every ethnic group, every language, the same way. If you watch revival in China, people who speak Santi Yoni, Ni Hao, and Sisia, you can see that the manifestation that God make in their life during the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in mainland China, exactly the same that happened to American people. Exactly the same as happened in Indonesian people and to Thai people. They all have the same manifestation. Drunk in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue, laughing, crying. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit happened to every generation and every ethnic group the same way. Amen. The move of God produced the same physical manifestation. There will be visible signs of the move of God. Amen. But things are going to change. You remember Peter? He denied Jesus three times. But after he got touched by the fire of God, he was renewed, he was revived, he was empowered and graced by the Holy Spirit. He got up and preached, and 3,000 people accepted Christ. When God touched you, soul will come into the kingdom of God. You will care for the lost soul. You will be filled with the passion of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many people know why Jesus carried that cross to the, carried the, the wood to that mountain to be hanged on the cross? Souls. When the fire of revival touched you, that passion that Jesus had when he was crucified on the cross will come into your mind, into your spirit and you begin to care about soul. Amen? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit will change you. You will be filled. Your life will be filled with the fire of God, with the Holy Spirit, with the power of God. You will go everywhere with the power of God. You can set the captive free, cast out demons, heal the sick. You shall lay hand on the sick, and signs and wonders will happen. You will not have an empty hand anymore, but your hand will be filled with the power of God. A lot of people try to lay hand with the empty hand on the empty head. So when the empty hand lay on the empty head, nothing happened, and both are empty still. Amen? We don't want the empty hand. We want the hand filled with the fire of God. Perform signs and wonders. Amen. The fire of God will come to break the bondage. Break the joke in people's life. But definitely it will come with persecution. People may want to kill you. People will spread rumor about you. People will slander you, make story about you. People will call you heretic, call you cult, call you crazy people. But don't worry because the outcome of the file of God will be greater than those criticisms. And I have proven that already in the past 10 years. Amen. Let's give hand to God. Why revival? Revival comes so that the Holy Spirit will put you back into the first love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, can we get touched by God once in a lifetime? Is it enough? No. 
the job of the Holy Spirit to make you love Jesus, fall in love, banana for Jesus. It has to be ongoing process. That's why the church needs to be in revival forever until Jesus come back. Again, let me repeat one more time. The work of the Holy Spirit or the fire of God to make you fall in love with Jesus again and again has to continue until Jesus come back. Because without Him, eventually we may fall away and start to be cold and lukewarm toward God. You will lose that zeal. You will lose that first love for Jesus if you don't get touched by the fire of God. I have seen that so many times. I have seen pastors who were so on fire 10 years ago, and after a while, they start to love something else. They start to backslide and just preach the word of God out of duty because they are not on fire anymore. It's so easy to lose that zeal and that fire, that first love for Jesus. Amen? Revival will bring the first love back to you for Jesus. Revival will impart new life into you. Like the fireplace in your house. When the fire, bonfire burning is good. But the fire can be disappearing. The fire can run down. What do you do when the fire starts to run down? You put a metal poker. You kind of poke in and get rid of some dead ash. And then you throw a dry wood in there and pour the kerosene of the Holy Spirit in and burn again. That's what happened. Why God needs to use a pastor like me to come to help you? Because some of you start to have too much ash of tradition, too much ash of loving the world, the bondage of religion. Some of you may be in anger and bitterness right now. So I come on revival night and I use the poker to poke you, to shake you up. And then I throw the wood of the word of God upon you right now. Then after a few minutes, I start to pour the kerosene of the Holy Ghost to set you ablaze on fire again. The fire will burn again tonight. Amen. Amen. And then you fall in love with Jesus again. The bondage will be broken in your life again. And you can move on and witness and share the gospel with people with the fire of God on the inside of you. Amen. How do you know that you fall in love with Jesus again? You know by looking at your eyes. When people look at your eyes, they can see the love of Jesus on the inside of you. When you look at the non-believers or unbelievers, your eyes, oh, I pray for you. I want you to get saved. You want to share the gospel. You want to show love to that people. You want to bring them to church. Invite them for, to care group. People can see the file of God through your eyes. The first love for Jesus Christ. The file of God come to defrost those who are frozen Christian. The file of God come to set a blaze your heart for Jesus again. Amen. Amen. And then you can give up so many things and go on to the foreign field because you love Jesus so much. You're giving up so many things in your life for the great commission and for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the devil hates the file of God because a lot of people are going to go out into full-time ministry, become a pastor, become a preacher in the file of God. A lot of people will love God and give up so many things for the kingdom of God when you get touched by the fire of God. It would be sad, personally. I travel a lot to, bring, to set people ablaze for God. So many people have become a pastor now in this ministry out there in another country. It would be sad if people out there get the fire of God through Pastor Lao. But in our own church, people just sit, put their hand up. So what? Would it be sad that people in our own church don't care about the file of God and just say, preach to me, preach to me. I don't care. I pray that you respond. You are hungry. You make the decision to repent 
If you don't love Jesus with all your heart right now, repent right now. If you know that you are lukewarm right now, you haven't read the Bible for five months. You haven't even nailed down and pray for five months. You don't even witness to any non-believer for a long time. You don't even care that people go to hell for a long time. You need to repent and come and get touched by the fire of God, because you are lukewarm and your first love for Jesus is not there anymore. You just go to church out of the motion, out of tradition. You need to repent. Amen. Because that is not the typical disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Typical. Disciple must be on fire, set ablaze. Amen. We need to keep the fire of God in the church. The fire of God revival would turn up the temperature in the church. The thermostat gonna go higher. People in the church gonna be on more on fire. Amen. It's going to be the time that the temperature in this house is going to be stronger, higher. And when the temperature go higher, the rats, the flies, and the cockroaches are going to run around. People who used to be nice to you, they're not nice to you anymore. It's amazing, interesting. People used to be nice to me, but when I got into the revival in the past 10 years, a lot of people who used to be nice to me, they're not nice to me anymore, because the demon on the inside of them hate me. They start to gossip about me, talk bad about me, slander about me, and I talk to Pastor Da. I think this is a result of revival. Demon really hates Pastor Lau. They would do everything to make me discouraged, because I don't like to lose friend. But that's okay, because I want to be the spiritual microwave to bring the fire of God to defrost people. How many people want to be spiritual microwave to defrost people? I am the spiritual arsonist. I like to pour gasoline on people. If I can do every Sunday, I would do it. I used to do every Sunday, but I stopped. Maybe I should do it again. Amen. I love to pour gasoline on people, arsonist. I love to turn on high temperature on the microwave. To burn people, amen. You know, if you are not careful, you will cool down unknowingly. You don't even know that you cool down spiritually. You don't even know unless you put the spiritual thermometer into your mouth, into your spiritual mouth, and measure, and you find out, oh, I am minus thirty-four. <laughs> If you don't measure your temperature all the time, you may not even know that you cool down. And that's the job of the pastor, like me, to come in and gasoline, bam, burn with the fire of God, so that you'll be on fire again for God. Amen. You will not be frozen Christian anymore. Some of you don't even know that you're weak, and you're full of dust and full of dirty in your life, full of dirt, until the fire of God show up, and you find out I'm so weak, I'm not strong, I'm full of dirt. So the fire of God will burn all those junk. Away from you, and you find out that oh, I need to change. Some of you may not even know that you are spiritually comatose. You don't even know that you need a respirator. Who put in your tube, a tube in your mouth, and need a respirator, and you need the different defibrillator, like this. You don't even know you're dead spiritually and comatose spiritually. Some of you need need the intravenous nutrition. Because you cannot feed yourself anymore, you don't read the Bible anymore, you don't even listen to the CD anymore. You look at the CD in our church, ah, CD. You're so, ah, what do you call, lack of food, starving. You're so starving. You're so malnutritious to the point that you don't even have appetite anymore. That's why God had to send the fire to crank up the temperature. On fire for the word again. On fire to listen to CD again. On fire to witness again. Get excited about God. Amen. Amen. That is my job to do. Amen. 
We need to crank up the temperature in our church. It's not about mental here. It's about the heart. The heart set on fire and a blaze for God. If you are in that condition, that need respirator, defibrillator, intravenous nutrition, and EKG, the flat line. When we put the spiritual EKG, some of you may have like this. Not It's just so flat that you don't even know. Revival must start in you first. This is the key. Don't pray for revival for your brother and for your husband and your wife. Revival must start in you. You must say to God, God, I need revival. I myself need the fire of God. God, I will not leave this place until you touch me. God, I'm so hungry. I cannot stay the same anymore. I need to change. I cannot go back to the old life anymore. I don't love you enough. I want you to get rid of my love of money, my selfishness. Come and burn that thing out of me. God, I need revival. And I shall have it. I'm going to maintain it. I'm going to stay in the glory and the fire of God. Even the big elephant dragged me out of this room, I will not go. Even a big horse dragged me out, I will not go. I want to smell like Jesus. I want to look like Jesus. Amen? May your finger touch me and charge me with your fire and change me tonight and all the days of my life. I need revival myself. It's not about my kids. It's not about my daughter. It's about me. I need revival myself. And when you set on fire, then you can help other people set on fire. It starts from you. Amen. And revival must be a constant experience. Some of you say, Yeah, Pastor, I got revival in 1969. I got touched by the vial of God in a camp meeting in 1969. Since then, I never get touched again. No, revival must be now, every day. Come to him like a child. Come to him without any preconceived idea. Don't come to God and say, God, don't touch me too much, okay? I don't want to have my hairstyle messy, and I don't want to lose my makeup tonight. God can do whatever he wants. Amen? You need to come to God without preconceived idea, without any agenda. You say, God, you can do anything. I, you cannot even tell God, can I have a gentle version of revival? Just gentle, gentle. Okay, don't touch me so much. Don't make me drunk too much. You need to come to God and say, I'm hungry. Change me. Burn me. I want to be on fire for God. Don't tell God what to do. God going to tell you what to do, not you tell him what to do. Amen? Be hungry. Be thirsty for the things of God. And then you can be a carrier of the fire. Everywhere you go, will be different. When you walk into the room, the atmosphere in that room change because you carry the fire of God everywhere. When you go into the church meeting, the whole room charged by the fire of God. It changed. Amen? Hallelujah. You check the city. Check the nation. If you really have the fire of God, you have the spirit of revival, I can guarantee the manner of your worship will be changed. You will not worship God like this anymore. The manner of your reading the Bible will be changed. You, in the past, almost like you have to force you to read five pages. But now you, oh, I want to eat more. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for the things of God. The manner of your preaching will be changed. The manner of your teaching the word of God will be changed. The manner of your witnessing will be changed. Everything you do will be changed when you are in revival. Amen. Your speech even change. Your words are changed. The way you handle life will be changed. The way you, even the, the way you handle money will be changed. You will be giver, not stinger. New word in the vocabulary, stinger. You will be giver. Amen? The spirit of revival 
will give you passion for the lost soul and give you freedom. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3:17 and 18. I love this scripture. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. God wants us to change us from glory to glory to glory by His Spirit. And when the Spirit shows up, there is liberty. Amen? Who put bondage? Religion. Who put bondage? Demons. Tradition. The spirit of Pharisee. Spirit of religion will put bondage into the church. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, people will be free. Free to serve. Free to go wherever God sent them. Free to worship. Free to serve God together. Actually, revival is good for the church. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So from today on, what I'd like to encourage you, don't come to church or revival service. Just like with the Spirit, like, okay, another service. We're going to sing a few songs. We're going to listen to a good testimony, listen to the preaching, and we're going to sing doxology and go home. We're going to go through the motion of the church service. It should not be that way. We should come to the service, plug in, press in, hungry for the things of God. God can even touch you at your chair without laying on of hand, if you're hungry enough. You don't need the laying on of hand. If you're hungry enough, God will come and meet you at your chair. But a lot of time, we come with all the things in our brain, we analyze what he preached, we try to think, we try to, We are not coming with a hungry heart. That's why we don't get anything. That's my style. When I go to revival service, I just shut off everything. I'm just hungry. God touch me. God speak to me. God pour your Holy Spirit upon me. I want to change today. Today I come to drink your new wine. Today I come to, set, to be set ablaze by the power of God. I'm hungry. I want to change today. That should be our attitude. Amen? Should we have that kind of spirit in the church here? Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. I hope you are in that 120 people. You are not the people who come to the meeting and say, I hurry to go. I'm hungry. I need a phone call. I have business to do. I cannot press in. I need to leave. I'm in a hurry. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I need to go to bed. I miss my bed. I need to leave right now. If you have that attitude, you will not get into revival, period. Revival, press in. Change. God touch you. God change you. On fire for God. Set ablaze by the Spirit of the living God. Yield. Hungry. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you understand tonight about revival, about the file of God? Amen. If you are not loving Jesus enough, why don't you repent and ask God to help you? Father, tonight we come to you. We want to be like those 120 people, the disciples in the upper room. The day of Pentecost has already come. The outpouring of the Spirit or the fire has already come. We want revival in this church, Lord. Personal revival, corporate revival, church-level revival, city revival, nations. Father, Tonight we are hungry. Please come and touch your people. Come and set them ablaze. Set them on fire. Pour the kerosene of your spirit upon them. 
make them on fire for you. Make them live holy life for you, Lord, with clean hands and pure heart. Put the fire of God upon their life, that everywhere they go, they'll bring changes, set the captive free, save the lost soul. Father, I pray that in this church that you asked me to pastor, will not miss revival. Will not take this message and the file of God for granted. They will see the need in their life. They need the comfort. They need the ministry of the Holy Spirit. They need to be changed from glory to glory. Help your people in this house, Father. This is your church. This is your house. These are your people, Lord. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon your people. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyone in this room feel that you have lost your first love for the Lord Jesus Christ? You begin to realize that you become cold, colder and colder. You don't love God enough. Going to church is as a routine. You're not getting excited anymore to go to church. You lost that fire. You want God to stir up that fire in your in your life again, in your heart. I like to pray for you. Again, press in. Press in. Repent. Turn back to God tonight. If you are those people, could you please come out here, and I'd like to pray for you. Father, help our church. To stay in revival, in a high temperature, all the days until Jesus comes back. Father, pour out Your Holy Spirit upon the hungry heart tonight, Lord, that they will not leave this place the same. They will fall in love with Jesus again. They want to change. They want to be touched by God. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at two zero six two seven five. 1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington 98040. Thank you very much. 